On this episode of the Advanced Foundations Podcast, Free Indeed is a journey to wholeness and healing as you walk in the victory of all Christ paid for at the cross. Let me begin. Father, we love you and bless you. We thank you for the privilege of standing here and sharing your word. We thank you for your amazing love. We thank you that you've loved us with an everlasting love and you've given to us everything that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of you. So Lord, we welcome your presence. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to come. We thank you that you do lead us, you do guide us and help us to hear, help us to have a heart to receive, help us to have ears to hear. And Lord, we just love you and we give you ourselves and we give you this time in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, if you have your manual, turn to the introduction. I wanna begin there. When Jesus came to earth, he preached the gospel of the kingdom of God and he demonstrated the kingdom of God by healing people, casting out demons, walking on water. He basically, his message was the kingdom. It's the kingdom is the, basically, simply, it's a king's domain. The king is Jesus. And he preached and proclaimed his rule and reign, and he brought it to earth. And in doing so, he demonstrated the superiority of his kingdom to all other kingdoms. And what he basically did was he came to set us free. That's what he came to do. Uh, that was his ministry. Luke 4, 18 and 19, it said that after, it said he went into the synagogue and he picked up where it was basically quoted out of Isaiah, wrote, read the scroll, and said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. After he read that, it said that he gave that back to the attendants. In that day and time, in the synagogue, they would stand to read. And then after they'd roll the scroll back up and hand it back to the attendants, then everybody would sit down. And the rabbi or the teacher at that point in time was Jesus. He would then discuss it. So they sit down. In verse 21, he says, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. I mean, he basically just said, that scripture is about me. And so they were not happy. They wanted to throw him off the cliff because they, they, he just said, basically, <laughs> he's the one they've been praying about. But when you look at the scripture, this is exactly, this was about Jesus, and this is exactly what Jesus did. Uh, he came and he did that. So look back at this passage again, because it basically, it's his ministry. Uh, it said that he was anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. Well, the gospel is the good news. The good news that a king has come. He's brought his kingdom. He paid with his life so that we could have life. He took our sin and our sickness upon himself, and he died for us. He died as us, and he was buried. Now, the good news is that he's not in the grave or on the cross, but he is the resurrected king of kings who rules and reigns, has defeated sin and death, and the grave, and because he lives, we live. That's good news. And we can know this king because he said anyone who would call upon him can know him. So it's amazing that he would offer to us life and life abundant. So everything began there, but he didn't stop there because he said he came to heal the brokenhearted, uh, which is amazing. I mean, how many, I mean, all of us in here, if you're breathing, had have taken some hits and had some issues that have gone on in our lives because, because of sin. 
because of sin in this world. So he came to heal the brokenhearted. He didn't just come to leave us brokenhearted. He didn't come just to give us a ticket so we can go to heaven and leave us in a messed up state. He came to heal the brokenhearted. He came to proclaim liberty to the captives. Uh, we found ourselves a lot of times in captivity, not even realizing that we'd gotten there. But he came to set us free. He came to restore sight to the blind. I believe that's physical healing too, not just uh, restoring spiritual sight, which he does that too, but he's re- but he brings physical healing. So he came to set liberty, set at liberty those who are oppressed. He's talking about how much depression do we deal with? How much oppression do we have? He came to set us free. Uh, the last one, the proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, actually comes from the year of Jubilee, which was in the 50th year, was that the all the debts were forgiven. So the reality is another another version I'm reading from, and this in here is the New King James Version, but another version will say the favorable year of the Lord. What Jesus did, he came to set us free, spirit, soul, and body, and literally to set us free, deliver us, and heal us, but to release us into favor. And that's really what he has for us. It's not that there's, it's not problem-free living now. We're not talking about that. But we're talking about his favor. He's called us into his presence and relationship with him. And really, we should be experiencing favor. So our, our, past, our belief is that that ministry not only was his ministry, he's still doing that ministry because it says in Hebrews, hey, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, forever. He hasn't changed. He's still the same. So it's for us. But even though Jesus has paid in full for us to be free, a lot of times we don't find ourselves free. And, uh, and our point is that Jesus paid in full for us to be free, totally free. Not problem-free, but free so that we can be who he created us to be. And uh, that's basically the place I found myself. I grew up in a Christian home, and I don't, we, we've, as far back as we can trace in my family on all the, you know, did the family tree deal, Everybody's a believer. Can't even find people in my family that were not believers. So I grew up going to church, was in church. Uh, Susan and I have known each other since we were six. That was just a few years ago. <laughs> and uh, we started in the first grade together. Small town, you know, I, I, I never heard, uh, you know, my, my parents, uh, I had an older brother, but basically grew up in church. But the reality is, is that somewhere along the line, I, I acquired, I developed, I don't know how do you really say that, a, a, a bad temper. And I would get in fights and, and get in, especially in grade school and in school, we get in fights. And when organized sports came along, then that was an outlet for that uh, aggressiveness. Uh, football, I played football in high school and played baseball in college. But after college, there wasn't much of an outlet for that. So I would break golf clubs and, and stick my fist through the wall and jerk doorknobs off and a few other minor things. It's just, and it was totally uncharacteristic. Uh, it, you know, people say, well, were you really an angry person? No, I really wasn't an angry person. And I didn't see that in my family. So it was my special uniqueness, not, not a good uniqueness. Susan's got all kinds of stories. But the fact is, is that we're in church, sitting in church. If somebody said, are you free? I'd say, yeah, I'm free. I'm free. You know, I wasn't free. And sitting in church, I I realized that if somebody, really, I mean, somebody asked me that, I'd go, yeah, I'm free. Well, 
other than, you know, I've got this terrible temper and, and I, I scream and yell, cuss and throw things. I mean, is that normal? No, that's not normal. <laughs> so the reality is, is that I, find myself, I found myself in that position going to a meeting in August of 1982, and I mean, had an absolute Damascus Road experience. I got delivered of a demonic spirit, which I'd never even heard of such a thing. I got filled with the spirit, which I didn't know anything about. I had a revelation of the love of the Father. I, the Word of God came alive to me, and I've never been the same since. And so this, is, this journey and everything we're sharing here is basically because of what God has done in our life. And so it was, it was a journey, but that was such a profound event that happened in our life. And again, I'm sitting in church. So that's why I say a lot of times we can sit in church, go to church, attend church, go to Bible study, do all kinds of things and still not be free. And we can smile and nod our head, we worship and we do all the things, but we're not free. And Jesus paid for us to be free. Now I'll say again, not problem free, because we're actually saved to solve problems. And that's what he's got us here for. But, but we, a lot of times, are so bound up with hurts and pains and woundedness and, and even demons that we've never even heard about that basically we're unable to do what God's called us to do. So that's what this is really all about. Next verse here, this is John 8, 31 and 32. Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now, the truth is not black ink on white pages or red ink. The truth is a person, and that person is Jesus. But it's living and active. His word is, and so he's alive. He wants us to know truth. Knowing him, knowing his word, sets us free. The problem with that is, is that if the truth makes you free, a lie will put you in bondage. So what we're going to do here tonight and tomorrow our hope and prayer is, is that we will discover truth that we can believe and act upon, but also we're hoping to uncover some lies that we may have believed in. Because if the truth makes you free, I'm telling you, a lie will keep you in bondage. And so what we want to do is that we want to try to help discover, wow, maybe I hadn't seen that before, or maybe I didn't realize that I was caught in something that I, that's, that's incorrect. And so that's what we're going to walk through. Because Jesus loves us. I mean, he demonstrated his love for us. So the, the problem is either, most times in our life, either we don't know the truth or we don't believe the truth. And so that's what we're going to hopefully address. We hope you enjoyed this timely message. Pastor Terry and Susan Moore had a life-changing encounter with the Lord in August of 1982. They opened their home to a Bible study, which turned into a church now located in Carrollton, Texas. They have never been the same and hope that you encounter Christ in a real way. For more, connect to jterrymore.org.